Hi, my name is Bruce Lloyd, and I'm a professor of strategic management at London South Bank University. And my paper's on wisdom and leadership, linking the past, present, and future. But before I get into it, perhaps a few comments of where I'm coming from and how I got into the subject at all. I'm not a classic scholar. My background's engineering and a business degree. I'm not a philosopher or linguist. I've got no religious agenda. I see myself as a positive agnostic, which means I don't know the answers, but I'm very interested in exploring the questions. And I'm particularly interested in trying to ensure we're asking the right questions in the first place. In some ways, I'm not really an academic, as I've spent 25 years in industry and finance before ending up in the academic world. And I consider strategy as, in essence, exploring what makes organizations and society work and how they can work better, recognizing that better is a values-driven world. And I got into working on strategy in the 1990s when the subject was dominated by discovering, or perhaps it was rediscovering, the importance of learning organization ideas, which then moved into a knowledge management agenda, reflecting, trying to answer the question, what are we learning? But I found very few knowledge management books looked at wisdom, although there were a few notable exceptions. I was also involved in futures activity in the run-up to the new millennium a few years ago, which was probably the most concentrated learning point in human history. But I found, again, there was very little discussion of wisdom and what was really important to pass on to the next generation. And this led to a project that's now on the World Future Society website. In my paper, I argue that decisions taken today are driven by our visions of tomorrow and are based on what we learned yesterday. This basic rule applies to all our decisions, irrespective of their size. Every time we take any decision, we're involved in some element of leadership. But obviously, the bigger the decision, the more critical our leadership credentials become. The paper itself discusses four key questions. What is wisdom? Why is it important for leadership? How is it learned? And how can we learn it more effectively in order to improve the quality of our leadership? But what is wisdom? The Wikipedia definition is a useful place to start. In essence, wisdom is the way we incorporate our values into our decision-making processes. It's our values that determine our priorities, which we then use to distinguish between change, which is inevitable, and progress, which is optional. Not all change is progress, and that's where many of the problems start. Wisdom statements are those that appear to be useful in helping us make the world a better place in the future, but they're only useful if they check out with our own experience. And that doesn't mean that all statements that reflect values can be defined as wisdom. The extra dimension required is that they're widely accepted and that they've stood the test of time. Wisdom's certainly more than data, and it's more than just information. Even information that's widely recognized as value, valid, such as the earth goes round the sun, isn't a statement of wisdom. Wisdom can be considered the vehicle for unifying the scientific with the spiritual. It enables us to combine our desires for a rational framework with the recognition that it's our values that not only drive our passions, but it is that dimension of our behavior that makes us human. These wisdom-related issues are explored in more detail in the paper in three ways. Through historic statements about the nature of wisdom, through statements that we might accept as statements of wisdom, and then a discussion of how this thinking can be linked to redefining the traditional data, information, 
knowledge, wisdom, pyramid. But what do I mean by leadership? I consider leadership is ultimately about taking the best decisions we can about the future, driven by obtaining and using the best information, combined with a genuine concern for other people and the wider interest, as well as being focused on the longer term. As a result, both leadership and strategy are ultimately about values, and this happens whenever we take decisions about resources or are in communication with other people. Basically, leadership is little more than the well-informed, responsible use of power, which is, of course, what we would also call wise leadership. Of course, wisdom is one thing, being wise is another. Being wise is certainly more than the ability to recycle wisdom. In essence, being wise involves the ability to apply wisdom effectively in practice. It's about walking the talk of wisdom. In theory, at least, once we can agree on the important messages and ideas, it shouldn't be too difficult to ensure that there are appropriate channels for effectively learning them. Also, it's not unreasonable to assume that if we've learned the right things, we ought to be in a position to do the right thing with that knowledge. Remembering what George Bernard Shaw said in Back to Methuselah, it's not enough to know what is good, you must be able to to do it. Of course, that depends on how we define good. This discussion isn't just an academic exercise. Our future is critically dependent on what we learn, and I strongly believe that the subject of wisdom should be given much more attention in the management and leadership literature. Without that, it's extremely unlikely that we'll be involved in anything remotely like progress, however it's defined. In addition, the more change that's taking place and the more choices we have, the more vital it is we improve the quality of the dialogue that we have with each other. In my view, there aren't any absolute answers, and so the only way to make progress is to ensure that the quality of the dialogue between all concerned, that's all the stakeholders, is as effective as possible. In the end, the quality of our decisions depends on the quality of our dialogue, and that is not only dialogue about information, but perhaps even more important, it's about the best way to use that information. In other words, it's about our values. Dialogue facilitates both the transfer of technical knowledge as well as being an invaluable part of personal development. Having a quality dialogue over values is not only the most important issue we need to address probably in the world today, but it's usually the most difficult. Wisdom statements are essentially comments about the relationships between people, their relationships within society and or the universe as a whole. They help us provide meaning to the world about us through the way we manage our relationships. And they're key to the sustainability of these relationships. But what certainly surprised me when I started looking at the subject was the gap between how critically important this area was in all our lives and yet how often it seemed to be totally ignored in futurist leadership strategy or even knowledge management literature. Even the massive growth in the emotional intelligence industry virtually ignores the importance of wisdom. Perhaps you cannot teach wisdom, but it's certainly most unlikely that it's in our genes. So somehow it must be learned. The question is how can we make that learning process more effective? On the assumption, of course, that we consider that that's an important thing to do. Now, I hope I haven't given the impression that I know all the answers. All I'm arguing is that we urgently need to take the whole subject of wisdom and its relevance to leadership much more seriously than has been the case in the past. 
Finally, I come back to the point I made at the beginning. Why are we concerned about the future? The answer, I believe, is that we want to try to make the world a better place. So we need to re-ask the question. Why don't we spend more time trying to ensure that we, what we've learned from the past, i.e. the wisdom of the past, can be passed on to future generations? How do we ensure these messages are learned more effectively? These are critical questions considered in more detail in the paper. And they are at the very foundation of anything we might want to call the knowledge economy or the knowledge society. But what we really need to be focusing on is trying to move towards the wise economy and the wiser society. And that is the real challenge for leadership and for us all. Thank you very much.